You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 277. And on today's show, I will be chatting, I've got two guests. Uh, first up, I'll be chatting with an artist called Chameleon, who I found when I was doing the Reverb Nation thing. I just call it the Reverb Nation thing. There was a contest and a whole bunch of people submitted, and I found him interesting because his artist page was just full of so many different genres, and I just found that really uh, fun, even though, to be fair, all the music I play of his today is all electronic. Well, technically speaking, all his music is electronic, it's just different genres. Anyways, look, and then, uh, later in the show, I will be chatting with D-Noise. I have a short chat with him, and uh, we had a good time, and that's what we're going to do today. So let's listen to some music, get this show started, and uh, yeah, so here is a cool track from Zero Call from the album Fears and Dreams of Living Machines, and this is Prime Unit.
All right, and that was Prime Unit by Zero Call. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the kings of the Pattersons, John Masari, Robert D. Bishop, Mike Shima, and Chris Dance. You guys are cool. See, I said it in a different order that time. That's how exciting things can get on this show. Uh, So, sorry this episode is several days late, but... If you haven't been paying attention, we released episode 7 of Andy's Spaceship. And pretty much every week where I release an episode of Andy's Spaceship usually puts Beyond Synth behind a few days because I have to work on the other show. And we were doing something fun with the Beyond Synth Twitch, and so I'm working on that. I don't know when it's going to be ready, but essentially I'm going to be putting together almost like a Beyond Synth TV station. So last, was it last Sunday or the Sunday before, I basically did like a 10-hour stream of just Beyond Synth video content, like all the short videos, short films, Beyond Synth-related interviews and stuff like that. And what I'm going to do is have the Twitch always be running with just Beyond Synth stuff. And so the first block is going to be old episodes of Beyond Synth, but to spice it up for people who are just tuning in, we're going to film a whole bunch of Andy Spaceship interstitials to put in between the episodes. Kind of like you're watching like an MTV or something. So there'll be an episode of Beyond Synth and then we'll cut back to like a few minutes of Andy Spaceship stuff and I'll be like chatting with the different characters on the show and then we'll cut back to more Beyond Synth content. And then I'm just going to keep on adding uh, new blocks of programming essentially and then it'll just play in like a big loop. That's the plan. So, but it's still, (laughs) there's a lot of work to do. And if I'm already, uh, you know, three days behind on the podcast, I'm not sure when that's going to happen. But it'll be cool when it does. Anyways, let's listen to some more music. And I've got some letters to read here. And of course, we've got to do birthdays and stuff. So I would like to play this track from Dale Sagan. It's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Hobay. Hobay are. <laughs> There's Hobe Arcello. Hobe Arcello. You know who you are. You're the king of hell. And then there's Mike Erdahl with the 5666 and Tim Carlton in the $50 club. A club of Tim Carlton. All right. So I hope you guys dig this track. This is Damn Fine Cosmos by Dale Sagan. Wait a minute.
is, excuse me, a damn fine cosmos. And that was Damn Fine Cosmos by Dale Sagan. I get it. There's some uh, Twin Peaks references in there. I'm guessing the Sagan, maybe there's some uh, science appreciation. You know how it is. Uh, <laughs> there's, you know how it is with all that science appreciation. <laughs> People love science. Uh, all right. Uh, I would like to thank... uh, Who am I thanking here? Well, I'm thanking Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic friend, and City Hunter with the 42, and Hugh Hefner in the 2666 Club. I'm thanking them because they are awesome Patreon supporters. Now, let's read some letters here. All right, like I mentioned... Last week, Blacklight Coffee is now Greenlight Coffee. So you can go check out Greenlight Coffee Co. And, uh, uh, fuck, I forgot the website. 
Give me a sec. I'm I'm saying this because this letter pertains to it. All right, so it's greenlightcoffeeco.com. Used to be blacklight coffee, but now it's greenlight coffee. Greenlightcoffeeco.com. And if you go to Greenlight Coffee Co. and buy any coffee and use the promo code Beyond Synth, you will get a discount, and I will get a kickback. Although I'm still looking at the top of this website, and it still says you can get a 10% discount by using the code Cyber. So don't use that code. Use my code. Anyways, I got a message here from Rawr, who is a cool Patreon supporter, and he says, So, Black and then he crossed out black and said green light coffee review I've made two pots worth now of the Mexican option purchased when it was still black light no idea on current options it's pretty darn good disclaimer I'm not like a coffee expert I drink a ton of single origin drip and pour over but not sure that makes me know anything interesting that it was ground coffee I expected whole bean it arrived in a properly sealed resealable vented bag the grounds were in good condition medium grind on the fine side and at this volume the price makes it a really deal nope that's exactly what he wrote overall i would order again once my current supply of coffee runs out well thank you rawr it's always nice to read a review and it's important because i have not had any myself so who knows i could be like promoting sludge right now (laughs) anyway the bottom line is go get yourself some coffee it's a good time and love it all right so how about this let's listen to some more music i want to listen to this track from dane whisper kind of a chill track i dig it it's called feelings i don't love you anymore
Alright, and that was Feelings by Dale... Nope, <laughs> that was the last guy. That was Feelings by Dane Whisper. Alright, that was a cool song. It was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about Clint Dowling, Jimmy the Hutt, Newmark, Alex Alexson, Neverman, and Eurobeat Intensifies. You guys are cool guys. So, how about this? Let's go and chat right now with Chameleon. Now, do you say do you say chameleon? Uh, yes, chameleon. Uh, kind of like you know the lizard, but you know that's the name I chose years ago, and I think it best describes the music that you know I make. Because when I first started, yeah, I just made a whole bunch of different songs. I was like, let me choose a name that can uh, cover all the songs I made. So. I just thought Chameleon would be the, the best name. Well, fair enough, man. So I'm, I just want to get it straight because it sounds to me like you're saying Chameleon. Right. Chameleon, kind of like um, the character in Mortal Kombat. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Chameleon. Some people say Camille, uh, like some of my neighbors, but... It's all good. I didn't know if you were very specific because I think when I pronounce that word, I really I put an E sound like I say Chameleon. Chameleon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chameleon, Chameleon, however you say it, you know, it's, it's all good. The point is we're talking about the animal, right? Right, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the lizard. Yeah, I said animal. Are lizards considered animals? Um, yeah, and amphibians. Yeah. Cold-blooded amphibians. <laughs> There's something. <laughs> this is all very important stuff. So that is your alias, of course. So what is your uh, actual name? Jeremy Bryan. So uh, growing up, you know, playing basketball, everyone say, hey, JB, Jeremy. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of names. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what the devil says in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, uh, I found you uh, through doing the Reverb Nation promo thing we were running. And what stood out to me was, like, you had a synth wavy track on your page. But when I listened to the rest of your music, every single song was like a different genre. Right. And uh, and I was just impressed by the variety. So I thought it would be cool just to, to chat with you about it. Right. And I appreciate it, man. The thing is, you know, when I first started, I just, you know, tried to expand my boundaries with music. And, you know, any idea that comes to my mind, I just, you know, start making it, you know, electronic, hip hop, soundtrack, you know, trailer music, and uh, even horror music. You know, I'm trying to get more into that. Yeah, I just like to, you know, not be in a box, you know, just to make whatever type of sound I can and make it good, too. <laughs> I say it started, you know, with my publishers because, uh, you know, they work with me and they'll ask me, uh, like, hey, Jeremy, we're uh, looking for this type of track, you know, a two-minute um, jazzy EDM type song. And so I would, you know, use those elements while I'm, you know, producing that and try to blend it in together. And then they'll request another track like, hey, Jeremy, you know, um, Fox Sports is looking for some uh, sports music. You know, we need some heavy rock, heavy metal. And, you know, I, I you know, just go with the flow. Yeah, just make music along those lines. So is it all, like, electronic, or do you also, like, play multiple instruments, or...? I just use my laptop. Uh, now, when I was younger, my grandfather, he had me, um, I think he bought me an electric guitar and, like, a drum set and a harmonica, and so... I just translate that to the programs I use, you know, when I'm making music. And so, like, if I'm, you know, using my MIDI keyboard, you know, if I hear a certain sound, a piano, you know, I just throw it in there and it just turns out. 
the way it does. <laughs> so a lot of these different projects were sort of like commissions and like that's why you did them? Yeah, uh, commissions for, uh, you know, sync licensing, like on TV and film. There's a recent project, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. They uh, featured some of my music. Uh, I think it's for the reveal event. It was some hip hop tracks I made a couple years ago. And one of my friends, he called me up. He's like, hey, Jeremy, you see the Mortal Kombat 11 event? And I was like, no, no, let, let me check it out. And as soon as I turn on there, I hear, you know, my track went like, oh, man, this is this is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, well, look, how about this? How about we listen to one of those tracks that played at the Mortal Kombat event? Uh, this one is called Narcotics by Chameleon. Awesome. Narcotics 
by Chameleon. And that was some music that we used at a Mortal Kombat 11 reveal event. And I'm here right now uh, chatting with Chameleon, a.k.a. Jeremy. That's me. And, you know, Narcotics, I originally made that for, um, it was a TV show. I forget the network, but, you know, I made like a whole album. And I actually made that on my birthday, uh, too. They needed like five tracks, and I'm working, you know, 24 hours, but... Hey, little did I know, a few years later, boom, to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> did you play Mortal Kombat 11? Uh, not yet. I, you know, I've watched some of the YouTube videos, and uh, you know, I heard a lot of good reviews about it, so uh, I'm waiting until, you know, when PS5 is out, because, you know, I think it's all sold out right now. You know, I'm not going to pay, you know, two grand for, um, you know, PlayStation 5 or Xbox or, or whatever. Yeah, just wait till the summer. That's the best thing. Yeah, you know, the thing is, when we grew up, I, we used to go to the arcades, play Mortal Kombat. And I remember, I think it was 1992 or 93 when it first came out. And we'd be at the arcades and I used to beat all my friends, you know, playing Mortal Kombat. And then, you know, my friends, they beat me in Tekken. And then other friends beat me in Street Fighter, but when it came to Mortal Kombat, no one could beat me in that game. <laughs> Mortal Kombat was my game too, and it was funny because I think technically speaking, Street Fighter is like a better game, but I just always preferred Mortal Kombat. I just like the characters better, and the fatalities are fun. I, I think the fatalities are a little actually too extreme now. Uh, <laughs> I, I sort of find uh, I have this nostalgia for the simpler times when they weren't like as crazy. You know, with the new graphics and everything, everything just looks realistic. So, you know, we, we used to see, like, uh, you know, Baraka eating the guy's uh, face and skull. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I'm the same as you. Like, I used to love playing MK2 in the arcade. You know, I played that more than the first one. Right. Just doing right. that awesome... Yeah. Uh, Dropkick backbreaker combo with Jax that took off like half the opponent's health. Fucking <laughs> Jax was awesome in that game. Oh yeah, I used to love that. You know, he'd be like, "Gotcha," and then he'd yeah. Start <laughs> <on paper. laughs> yeah, and um, you know, Luke Kang. You know, he he's a bad one. He he's good. And I, I don't know if I could choose between Scorpion and Sub Zero. You know, both those guys were awesome. Visually, I I always prefer the ninjas, but I felt like in Mortal Kombat 2, like, Jax was, like, the power character. Like, he just had this awesome combo. But although I did prefer... I liked Scorpion and, like... What the hell was it? It was a Mortal Kombat 9... The one that came out in 2011 where, like, they sort of retold the story of Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3, but in, like, 3D? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. That game was yeah. awesome. And, like, Scorpion looked wicked in that game. He had, like, the... Anyway, what... <laughs> <laughs> the point is that they played your track at the Mortal Kombat event. You know, this is just a dream come true. You know, something you grew up with as a kid playing and then to have your music feature in that. I mean, that's, that's just awesome. You know, when I just tell, you know, artists, you know... When you make music, you know, just just make it from your heart. And, you know, things that you're connected with, you know, this is going to, you know, eventually connect. Like the the universe knew, man. It just knew. Yeah, law of attraction. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got a question for you here. I was looking at your bio. What the hell is an Our Stage Music Award? Our Stage. That site, uh, back in 2009, I was invited to the site and... They have like their own um, like radio charts, and it's like a monthly contest. You put your song in, and then people will vote, you know, for the best songs. And so 
uh, you know, I just started seeing awards popping up like, hey, you made the top 40, uh, your song made the top 10. And I just kept, you know, sending more songs like, oh, okay, let me, let me send another song. <laughs> and yeah, it just, you know, kept building up. <laughs> so uh, I mentioned earlier that you work in a bunch of different genres, but what are some of the main ones you focus on? Uh, the main ones right now, I would say, like, um, I'm finishing up this uh, classical project uh, with uh, this female opera band, Trey Principess, and um, also um, uh, my friend Susan Edwards. So uh, I'm also, you know, working on another track or another project. Uh, it's more hip hop based, and that's called Apocalypse. And I'm doing that as a follow up to, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat. And, you know, it's more dark bass, uh, more um, modern type hip hop, but with a, a dark twist. So mostly hip hop and, um, you know, classical music and electronic. Well, how about this? Let's listen to another track. Now, this was one I dug. It was on your Vintage Tracks Volume 1 called Drive-In Movie Theater by Chameleon. Let's go. And that was Chameleon with the track Drive-In Movie Theater from Vintage Tracks Volume 1. And I am here right now with Chameleon, a.k.a. Jeremy. What's up, people? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so um, that vintage track, I drive a movie theater. I made that for, um, I think it was a TV show. They were looking for some um, old vintage music. So I was like, let me take it back to the 70s. You know, bring some uh, old soul and, uh, you know, some upbeat dance uh, rhythm into it. And that's how I came up with that. Yeah, well, it's a cool, funky track, man. Yeah, I like it. It's a it's a cool song. What are some of your uh, influences? Influence, uh, The Temptations in the 90s. You know, I um, you know, listened to Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, you know, Eminem. I listen to a variety of music, uh, Brink and Benjamin, you know, on the rock side, countryside, I think maybe some Toby Keith. It's just a whole bunch of people, you know, to name. You know, for EDM and techno, KFMDM, you know, I, I got into their music, so... I just use all that to, you know, influence, you know, my music. Yeah, it seems like a varied source of stuff you were listening to. Like, who was exposing you to music at the time? I guess, my, you know, my friends growing up, you know, they say, Hey, Jeremy, did you hear, you know, this so-and-so track? You know, check it out on the CD player. I'm like, man, that, that's dope. Uh, let me check that out. And, you know, my friends, you know, say, Hey, Jeremy, we got some hip-hop tracks. And, you know, we'll check that out. And uh, when we were in college dorm, we used to uh, play some of my music, and people would be freestyling to it in the college dormitory. So you know, those were the days. Because, <laughs> you know, the movies I used to watch, you know, all kinds of movies growing up, uh, late 80s, 90s, and 2000s. So, you know, when you hear a variety of songs, it just, you know, it just sticks with you. And I guess that's what happened with me. So the most of the stuff you do then is scoring? Like, you, do you do, like, live performance, or is it mostly just scoring stuff? That, that's a great question. Uh, mostly it's just scoring. Uh, I would love, you know, to um, perform live. It's just I need to, you know, start recording lyrics. So uh, I just got to find a way to balance the time between uh, recording lyrics and then, uh, you know, going out and performing live. Because... I'm pretty sure people want to hear people, you know, rap or sing. They don't want to hear instrumentals, you know, out there on the stage. Is that something you would do yourself or, like, find a, a vocalist? I have worked with some vocalists, so, you know, maybe we could work that way. You know, get them to record. And, you know, maybe I can start writing and record some. How many of these things, because you've got this, this band camp that's just sort of, like, full of tracks, and obviously, like, you might write a track for one, like we've talked about, you know, for one thing, but then it gets, like, licensed and used in another thing. So, like, how many of these projects were you actually writing specifically for? Like, do you just get the brief that just says, like, hey, like, a cop show needs some, like, background music they want to license? Or, like, how many of these things did you know specifically, like, I am writing specifically for this project? Well, uh, most of the time, I would get a briefing. You know, they'd probably give them about a week or a few days' notice. And so uh, they'll say, Jeremy, we need, uh, you know, upbeat music, uh, you know, this type of tempo. Or it needs to sound like, you know, this type of artist, you know, from the 90s or 2000s. And so, you know, I just, you know, listen to their music on uh, YouTube, try to get a feel of that. And then, you know, I just send a whole bunch of tracks over and you know, just repeat the process you know, over and over again. Because you've also got some projects here. There was this one that was like a science IMAX movie where it was like mostly like kind of drone sort of ambient music. Oh, yeah. I remember that project. That was for uh, In Saturn's Rings. And that was uh, like an Omnimax type of film. And they were they were looking for some, like some space music, and so I I was in contact with the film director at that time, and uh, you know I just recorded some synths and electronic music, and to make it sound theatrical, or you know like you're in the movies or something. Like with a lot of these projects, like it's always like a quick turnaround time. Oh yeah, a very quick turnaround time, and you know I try to tell you know the artists I work with, hey, you know try to make a track as fast as you can because there's been times where I've gotten requests where they would need a song before lunchtime. And it'll be like uh, 20 or 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do? <laughs> but 
you know, if you have songs in your your back catalog, like if you all you have to do is mix a verse two or you know add some quick mixes on it, you're good to go. So that's that's why I do. Yeah, you got to learn how to you know work the angles and you know mix things together and get it done as quickly as possible because. You know, opportunities, they, they don't last forever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, would you say that working quickly is one of, like, the main skill sets of doing all this kind of commission work? Yeah, I would definitely, you know, recommend that, you know, to have the skill to work quickly, uh, you know, as fast as you can, because different companies will reach out to, you know, labels, and you're competing with, you know, major labels, major artists, and so you want to get your stuff in as quickly as possible and make sure it's good. Make sure it's mastered, uh, mixed correctly, and, you know, if they need vocals, make sure you have the right type of vocals and you know more often than not you, you'll you'll land a placement what is the proper um the title of the person that's contacting you to get you to do music like what are they called usually it's a music supervisor but i work through you know my uh, publisher uh, music of the sea and also uh, epic music la so you know i speak with uh, my managers and you know they tell me hey jeremy you know we need this type of music and uh whenever i reach out to music supervisors because you know sometimes i'll, I'll email them uh, i'll forward the briefing to um you know my my managers music managers and um, we'll, we'll hand it from there because you know i speak to the ceos and they'll email me uh, about different opportunities and then sometimes you know when i'm working like i'll send a track out to a music supervisor and they'll say hey thanks jeremy you know i need this type of track and so i'll uh, you know take it from there and send them more tracks so how did you get involved in making music this way in the first place it started back in 2014 uh, i was working at uh, an industrial company um, you know, a few miles away, and unfortunately, you know, there's some layoffs. So I, you know, started applying online, uh, looking for jobs, and I was like, "Hey, let me check out some music opportunities." And I was going through, and you know, I saw this one opportunity, uh, you know, for film and TV sync licensing. So I sent over some of my tracks, and I think it was like a day or two later, you know, I was accepted. So I was like, "Oh man, uh, let me check this out." You know, this is going to be great, and it just took off from there. Send one song, and then fifty songs. Now we're up to about 500. (laughs) So, yeah, I think in total I have about 600 to 650 plus songs and and counting. (laughs) That's a lot of songs, man. (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is, you know, I'm hoping in the future it's going to all pile up, you know, with commissions. I forget the term they, they use, like passive income. That's it. Yeah. So that's what I'm, you know, trying to build, like passive income make as many songs as possible and, you know, let the commission start rolling in. <laughs> well, that's a good plan, man. <laughs> well, look, how about this? How about we uh, listen to some more tunes? So I want to check out this one uh, from your release, Apocalypse Instrumentals. And uh, and this is a cool one. It's called Back to Love. It's kind of a, a chill track with some retro vibes. It's also got some of those, like, hip-hop-y, more modern-sounding kind of snare rolls and stuff. But I, but I think the overall thing was cool. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to listen to it. So this is... Uh, Back to Love by Chameleon.
And that was Chameleon with the track Back to Love from Apocalypse Instrumentals, which is, uh, I think, out in, like, uh, 2019. And I'm here right now with Chameleon. Jeremy. That's me, Chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, wasn't the character of Chameleon in Mortal Kombat, wasn't it different based on what console version you had? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, on the PlayStation, I think they had uh, the male ninja Chameleon, and then on the N64, uh, they had the female version, so you know, I always like the PlayStation version better. I think it was more combat trilogy, and you know, they just had more characters. They had Goro, Kentaro, Shao Kahn. Uh, Luke Kane, New Sabat, you, you name them. Yeah, they had everyone. <laughs> See, that's the thing, because I, I was an N64 guy, but the one thing I did remember, like, the N64 version had, like, really muffled sound, <laughs> but the one thing that I couldn't handle with the PlayStation 1 was the load times. Oh, yeah. I, man, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> well, you know, today on, you know, PlayStation 5, it, it's probably, you know, instant, not right then and there, but back in the 90s, you know, we had loading times, we had memory cards, and, you know, we had plug controllers in. Yep. I mean, most of the multiplayer I was doing was all on the N64 with, like, uh, Goldeneye and Perfect Dark and stuff. And so whenever I would play PlayStation, like, there were some PlayStation games I really liked, but the one thing I never adapted to was loading time. And I think also in Mortal Kombat, they also made you do this weird thing. Like, if you played as Shang Tsung, you had to, like, pick who you're going to turn into because the disc would have to load up new characters if you, like, morphed into somebody. Right, right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't play as Shang Tsung because that, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Let me just choose one, you know, choose um, one of the ninjas, uh, reptile, <laughs> scorpion, or so on. I, I remember, I think it was Crash Bandicoot. Like, I was playing one of those games, you know, I was younger, and it, all of a sudden it freeze. I'm like, man, well, you know, what's going on with my PlayStation? It's uh, it's not working out. But, you know, N64, that was a cool counselor, too. Uh, we used to play, you know, GoldenEye, NFL Blitz. Oh, that, that game was awesome, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I miss, which is actually the thing I'm most excited for for the next generation of consoles is like it, it's less about the 4K graphics and it's more about the loading time because they're pimping out their uh, you know SSD hard drives and stuff so the games load quicker and like that's almost the thing I'm more interested in right you know hopefully you know this can um, you know transition us to the future where you know we can you know do more virtual reality and you know we, we put the goggles on and we'll actually be in the game so you know that's what I'm hoping for hopefully in the next 10 or 15 years <laughs> yeah I think the technology for me needs to get a bit better because it turned out that and like I wasn't happy about this but I'm one of those people that kind of gets the motion sickness from the uh, the VR <laughs> and I didn't know that I would be like I was like oh that just happens to other people and then I got it on PlayStation and yeah there was a few games where like I put on the head the headset and like I'd play for like 10 minutes and take it off and then like I'd need to lay down it was so disappointing because I was like oh man like I'm one of these idiots like because <laughs> I was like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like um, like we go to the movies and you put on the 3D glasses, and you know after a while, you know I have to take mine off because I start to you know feel dizzy. So yeah, I mean I was told to eat ginger pills or something like that was supposed to help. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it'd probably be best you know someone sitting in a chair or something because if you have you know the VR headset on and you know, you're moving and. All of a sudden, you, you take them off. You're like, "Whoa, where, where am I?" Yeah, you can get real disoriented. Like, I just ended up playing the shooting gallery type games, where you just like stand in one place and uh, right. shoot at fruit. So <laughs> 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 well, that's actually a real game I was playing. It was called uh, Shooty Fruity, where you work as a grocery store cashier and you scan items and earn points hmm. to unlock guns, and then you just shoot at giant fruits. 
I think I seen uh, I think it was an advert. You see some adverts probably on TikTok, and they were showing the, that game. So I don't know if I'm up to it because I you know probably you know fall on the floor like oh man. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> With the amount of output you you put out, I mean, like, do you still have time to actually like enjoy yourself and play games and stuff? Or? Well, when I try to do this, like um, once I finish a, a project, you know, a music project, I try to reward myself. You know, if I get a placement, and then I'll enjoy um, you know maybe a little bit. Skyrim, something to, you know, entertain myself. But, you know, I'm a real casual gamer. You know, probably every three or four months, you know, I have time because, you know, we're, we're getting, I'm getting projects, you know, left and right. And it's just hard to balance time, you know, as you get older. Yeah, when you have 600 plus songs, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I still put in some time into my Skyrim games, but even though I've... <laughs> I've bought that game like eight times, I imagine, on like all these different consoles and uh, different versions, but I still always like to relax with some Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Skyrim, that, that, that's a great game. And hopefully, you know, they have the new one coming out. I don't know, maybe another three, three or four years. Yeah, it's going to be a while. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still surprised they're still milking Skyrim. I mean, that game came out in 2011. Like, isn't it? It's like nine years old now, I think. Or is it 10 years old? I think 10 years now since, you know, it's 2021. But, you know, Skyrim, uh, Grand Theft Auto V, oh, yeah. you know, those those are top two games right there. You can play all weekend on that. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, it's, uh, I think even Grand Theft Auto I bought a few times as well. <laughs> I'm a sucker. I'm, I'm, I'm the problem. Every time, you know, people complain, like, gamers, like, stop buying the same games again. Like, it's just such a ripoff for, like, these companies. And uh, I think, like, a few months ago, I rebought Mario 64 for probably the fourth time, like, on a different <laughs> console. And Skyrim and Grand Theft Auto and... <laughs> Good times. <laughs> yeah, but they're good games, man. Um, uh, look, I want to listen to this was the this was the song that I think when I was uh, on your profile and I was like, oh, cool, like I finally found some synthwave on uh, on Reverb Nation, and that just turns out it was just you showing off that you could do one. That's what, but it, <laughs> but it was a good song and I liked it. So let's listen to it. This is uh, Here We Go by Chameleon.
And that was Chameleon with the track Here We Go. And uh, that's a cool one. And I'm here with Chameleon right now. Jeremy, all the way from Cincinnati. Is that correct? Cincinnati, Ohio. Yep. What the hell is Cincinnati like? I don't think I've ever talked to somebody from Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. It's uh, quite cold. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a fun city. Uh, we're, we're towards the uh, southwest borderline, um, Kentucky and Indiana. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, if you ever in town, you know, stop one by through Cincinnati. Uh, we got the Bengals. We got the Reds. We got everything. <laughs> well, that's two things. <laughs> well, I'm up in Toronto, so uh, it's pretty cold up here. I don't know if there's a competition. I'm imagining I get colder than Cincinnati, but who knows? I don't know the geography. Uh, well, cold is probably about 30 degrees down here. But, I mean, here in Cincinnati, I think it's just a wind chill. That, that's what gets us. Oh, yeah. It, it'll be, yeah, it's like 30-some degrees, but it'll feel like it's, you know, zero, zero degrees. Well, that's the thing, so. too. Like, when you're in the city, like, sometimes just between buildings, when they're just, like, the you know, these solid rectangles, and then, like, you pass through, like, the uh, the alleyway in between buildings, and all of a sudden, this just fucking crazy cold gust of wind just hits you, and like, what the hell was that? It's just like, <laughs> then it blocks the second you get to the next building. Well, you know, I, I try to, you know, avoid that. I'm, I'm mostly <laughs> uptown, because downtown, you get that chill off the river, and I'm like, uh-uh, I, I can't deal with that. <laughs> so have you been in Cincinnati, or, like, are you uh, born and raised in Cincinnati, or? Yeah, born and raised in Cincinnati, and, you know, hoping to, um, you know, get a spot out in L.A., you know, in California, but, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, I have to, you know, rethink my plans and, you know, possibly, you know, reschedule, you know, for a later date. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming maybe, like, when all this is sort of settled, that maybe, like, rent prices will be down in some of the uh, the cities. Oh, yeah. I would hope so. Me too, because, you know, those, the rent, I think one of my friends, uh, they told me it was, like, 2500 2500 to, you know, three three grand a month. I'm like, that, that's a whole lot of money to pay, you know, for an apartment. So. Yeah, it's the same. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm in Toronto and, like, we've got really crazy rent prices and it's just so hard to justify. But, like, for me, I consider it, like, a useful expense if it means living in, like, sort of a nicer neighborhood. Right. When I don't feel, like, uncomfortable walking around. Because, like, when I first moved to the city, I actually moved into one of, like, the, the streets that people would make fun of as being, like, a shitty street to live on. We were, like, right down from a strip club. <laughs> and it was during a garden garbage strike like I, I moved to the city at like the best time like just in this weird neighborhood and the fucking garbage strike was on and people were just piling garbage on the streets so there were like these like mountains of garbage bags mm. and I'm like oh this I guess this city life because I came from a small town and so like that was my <laughs> introduction to living in the city it was uh, piles of garbage down the street from a strip club <laughs> well you know I think it's good you know when people can explore you know the city and also you know if you, you want to check out the suburbs because you know growing up, you know, I had the chance to, you know, to explore both suburbs, city, you know, even some rough areas. So, and, you know, I grew up, you know, learning about different communities and, you know, learning from people's backgrounds. So, yeah, it's just good to be open-minded. It's also mm -hmm. good to live down the street from a strip club. <laughs> I mean, was that your plan? Like, I'm going to go to L.A. and then COVID happened? Or was it just sort of like a pipe dream? Yeah, well, I had, you know, uh, previous plans and um, it just had a little, some setbacks, uh, you know, jobs. So I was just trying to, you know, get my money straight before I was going to head out. And then all of a sudden, 2020 hit. I'm like, oh, man, COVID and uh, everyone has to, you know, self-quarantine or, you know, be in lockdowns. So hopefully, you know, everything will settle in 2021 and we can hopefully get things back back to normal. 
Yeah, that would be nice. You know, the thing is, you know, around Christmas, you always like to, you know, go to the movies and you know, see what's out, you know, what's new. But couldn't do that this Christmas. But hopefully, you know, uh, for 2021, that, that'll change. That's why I kind of really wanted a, a next-gen console. I just, <laughs> it's just something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need some entertainment because, you know, with all the, you know, craziness and madness going on, yeah, it's good to, you know, to distract your mind for some brief time and, you know, to, to chill back and, and relax. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Current events can be pretty taxing on your psyche if you don't have an outlet to uh, decompress and, you know, just uh, tune it out. You almost have to. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, tune out the negativity Welcome in the uh, the positivity. Well, also, too, I mean, it's nice to just have a lot of projects on the go, right? It's nice to have something to focus on, I suppose. Right. And, you know, that's why, you know, music, you know, I, I can always, you know, turn to that to um, for a distraction and, you know, just to enter a different world. You know, make all kinds of sounds, electronic, uh, hip hop, uh, soundtrack, you name it. One of, one of your tracks that uh, made me laugh because it, it made me want to do the like the parody of like, a you know, those British dance DJs. You had this track called Chrome Dash. <laughs> and I was listening to it. And, like, I love when there's certain music that just inspires instant. Like the second I heard it, then all of a sudden I'm just like. You're listening to KX 105.9, all dance all the time. Like, the second you hear that music, I just have to say that. <laughs> Chrome Dash, you know, I don't know why I think when I made that. I was like, let me just whip something together, and it came out to Chrome Dash. <laughs> Whenever I, you know, I start working on track, I try to think of, you know, where can this, you know, be a good fit for? Could it fit for radio, TV, or, you know, maybe just, you know, just something I'm working on and just see what it turns out to be. So the real short tracks, I think I was making that for, like, car commercials, like, um, I don't know, Toyota or uh, Honda, you know, the, the top brands out there, and... Chrome Dash, I think that that was what was inspired by by the uh, you know car commercials coming out. But you know, I also think of you know radio tracks, you know, on some of my albums. Like you know, what type of song can I make that you know is fitting, you know, with a modern style that people want to play on the car, you know, and, and listen to. You're listening to Beyond Synth Radio, all dance, all the time on K101.101.1. And don't forget to tune in to DJ Hufflepuff and the Laser Light Dancers Friday night at 8 as the Puffmaster and DJ Glowstick spin your favorite electro and trance all night long. Listen, we can probably uh, wind this thing down. Is there something like we didn't uh, talk about that you wanted to talk about? Or? You know, I'm uh, working on, you know, Apocalypse Project, and I'm hoping to have that out this year. And I'm also working on, you know, another project, you know, classical music. So there's a whole bunch of things going on you know, for 2021. Uh, yesterday, I just released, um, uh, like, a single. It's called The Throne Room, and it features um, Trey Principess, you know, female opera band, and it's um, you know a single towards uh, the full album that we're going to release uh, later this year, and it's going to have a whole bunch of um, like Renaissance type of songs, uh, trailer styled, and a bunch of classical instruments. With synth, or is there people like actually playing real uh, real instruments? Oh no no, this would be you know recorded. Uh, I wish, you know, I could have, you know, people, you know, recording instruments on it, but who knows? You know, maybe we can make a remix of the album and maybe we can get Hans Zimmer or um, George S. Clinton on board. <laughs> 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 you know, I got a whole bunch of tracks, so if you're into, you know, vintage music, if you like, you know, old rock, classic rock, if you like hip-hop, electronic synthwave, I pretty much cover every style. So, you know, check out my band camp. Also, follow me on Twitter. 
uh, Jeremy A. Bryan, B-R-Y-A-N. I know some people spell it B-R-Y-B-R-I-A-N uh, too. And also, you know, I'm on Facebook, SoundCloud. Uh, I'm all over all over the web. <laughs> yeah, man, you got a lot of links. When I was looking at your email, and then at the bottom where it's got like the little logos, like I have a hard enough time like organizing my like three pages or whatever, and then I'm just like, holy god, this guy's got like 80 accounts. I mean, like how the hell do you even keep track? <laughs> it's just I try to connect to as many audiences as I can. Some people like Facebook, you know, others like Twitter. Um, and same with, you know, a SoundCloud or, you know, Audio Mac, YouTube. I just think it's best, you know, to branch out to as many outlets as you can. You know, once you set up one website, it'll turn five and then five will turn to, to 20. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got 600 songs and... Uh... <laughs> Cool, man. All right. Well, look, it was nice meeting you, Jeremy from Cincinnati, or maybe next time from L.A. Once uh, once everything gets sorted out and you can enjoy that warm weather. Well, thanks for having me. You know, it's been a pleasure. And you know, hopefully we can uh, do this again and I'll have some more music. All right. <laughs> take care, dude. All right. Take it easy. All right, and that was my conversation with Chameleon. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $25 Club, we got A Star Apart, Restless Nights, Honeybeard, Johnny Five, and Monkey Magics. So let's listen to some music, and then we'll read some more letters, and then we'll go chat with D-Noise in just a bit. So I want to listen to this one from Fused. This was from the No Fear Remixes, and I'm sensing maybe a, a Doctor Who reference here, because it's called the Dalotech Affair, which is a word that looks a lot like Dalek, except there's uh, some extra letters. Maybe that's just a coincidence. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Kempson, Kenjuru, Martin Larby, and Blake Peterson, and uh, I hope you dig it. This is Fused with the Dalotech Affair.
All right, and that was the Dalotech Affair with the... Nope, that was... Let's say that was the name of the band. No, the band is fused with the Dalotech Affair. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, in the 2049 Club, we got Forged in Neon. And in the $20 Club, we got Joshua Winter and Chatterack and Jizz Whaler with the 1986. So let's read uh, some more letters here. I got some letters. This one's from Ivan. Uh, Ivan this week upgraded his support to the $10 Club. Oh, you know what? I'll announce that later. <laughs> I'll do it after the next song. I'll do my my Patreon updates. All right. But uh, Ivan says, hey, Andy, Ivan here. I hope you are safe. This time from the unusually sunny London. Life happened since I last messaged you. Last autumn, I moved to London from Moscow, which came with an increase in my income. So I'm slowly upgrading my membership to the next level. Keep up the good work, stay safe, get a vaccine jab, and who knows, maybe we'll meet at a gunship or Michael Oakley here in London next year. Well, that would be cool, dude. So Ivan, you're a cool guy, of course. Thanks for supporting the show. After the next song, I'll do the uh, the patron updates and play you a nice little uh, video game sound effect. But uh, yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I know some people have been doing some online performances. I know Ollie Ride did his last week, and it was a good time. I watched it. I was there, and I, I hope that all worked out for them. But of course, I do miss going to live shows. Now, whether or not I'm going to be mentally capable of handling it, <laughs> that's the thing. Look, I miss hanging out with friends. I really do, and I miss going to live shows. But when I first start going back to these sorts of events, I'm going to be really weird it out just being surrounded by people but uh, anyway look the point is that uh, it'll be a good time and uh, i look forward to seeing you at one of these shows all right let's listen to some more music and uh, we've got a few more letters to read here and some birthdays to do so uh, let's listen to this this is eczemia and thermal noise i guess that's two people working together eczemia and thermal noise and uh, this track is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's the Buchelman sisters in the 1985 club. There's Rachel. There's Sarah. In the 1555 club, there's Gene Creamer Private Eye. In the $15 club, there's Prophet of Jupiter and Hampus ML. And a shout out to Dennis LaFunk. In the 1439 Club. <laughs> I like naming all these clubs. Uh, but I also like listening to cool music. So let's listen to this. This is Exemia and Thermal Noise with Insert Memory Disc.
the Autotech experiment. Administering synthetic nostalgia. That was Insert Memory Disc by Exemia and Thermal Noise. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. So I'd like to announce uh, some new patrons and uh, some updates. So Ivan, the guy whose letter I just read in the previous segment, who's a cool guy, he is upgraded to the $10 Club. That's right. Thanks, Ivan. I guess if I was running a proper show, I would have used this as the opportunity to read your letter, but I read it earlier. But the point is, uh, thank you so much for supporting the show. You're a cool guy. It means a lot to me. And we got some new donors this week uh, in the $5 Club Kempop. Hi, Kempop. Thanks for supporting the show. I think you were one of the viewers when we were doing the Beyond Synth TV thing on Twitch last week. I feel like Kempop was there like the whole time almost. (laughs) That was a long stream. Uh, But thanks so much for supporting the show. And also new in the $5 Club, Chris Zakharoff. Chris Zakharoff. Thanks for supporting the show. You're a cool Zakharoff. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You know what? I'm confident that I am. Unless it's like Zakharoff. No, I think it's Zakharoff. Hey, let me know. I'm not always confident when I'm pronouncing people's names for the first time, but damn it, that looks like Zakharoff to me. And uh, we've got another upgrade here. Jean-Christophe Leconte has upgraded his support. He is now in the donation of the Beast Club. You're a cool guy, Jean-Christophe Leconte. That donation of the Beast Club is getting pretty big. I know whenever I do the end credits on Andy's spaceship and I make those credits in red, there's there's quite a few of you. Quite a few of you devilish listeners. Uh, I got a message here from Stagger with two dots over the A. 
Uh, Stagger says, Andy, I'm just going to say, after all you've claimed to have been told about Cyberpunk, if you get it on a next-gen console, it is 100% the best game I've ever played. Don't listen to the haters. All right, man, I won't. Um, Look, I will play it. Right now, I'm still working my way through some games. I just beat the main storyline in Rage 2, and uh, now I'm going to start playing Narita Boy because I was uh, meaning to talk to... Uh, the people who worked on that game, and I thought maybe it'd be a good idea if I played the fucking thing, so <laughs> I just started Narita Boy. Uh, great visual style, first off. Uh, really cool, so I'll, I'll report back and tell you uh, I'll... <laughs> Why do I have a radio show? Uh, I'll tell you all about it, but if we're being completely real here, I feel like Cyberpunk will be the game I play at, like, Christmas time possibly even next year (laughs) there's just so many other games i have to catch up on and uh like i said i don't think there's going to be any harm in waiting how about this let's listen to another track and then we'll do birthdays and then we'll go uh chat with d noise so here's a cool one from fractal man and uh it's brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters well there's luke jackson with the 1334 and in the 1313 club there's skywolf and matt it's Baron Christensen. And then there's Retro Serenade with the 12. And we will never forget the immortal Chris Saliah Lane. And now, enjoy this track from Fractal Man. This is Guardian.
right, that was Guardian by Fractal Man. That was a cool track. And uh, how about this? Let's do some birthdays. So unfortunately, this episode was late or else it would have dropped exactly on Joe Wood's birthday. Joe Wood from Lookaset. Of course, you know him. He's a part of Lookaset. We made that funny titty song together uh, in one uh, classic episode of Beyond Synth. And he is also the voice of Bill the Keyboard Cat or William. Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> the keyboard cat on uh, Beyonce on Beyonce on uh, Andy Spaceship. So happy birthday, Joe Wood! My original plan was it was going to drop right on the thirtieth, and I know Joe listens to the show, and uh, I was like, oh, that'll be fun. It'll drop on the same day, and he'll be listening, and he'll have his birthday message. But like everything I do, I always uh, fuck things up. And uh, who else? And then we got Daniel Barton, aka Heartbeat Hero. That's right. He makes music. He's also an awesome patron, and his birthday is today, April the 2nd. Although, by the time I post this, I'm posting this technically on Eastern Standard Time, so who knows? Maybe the time difference, it won't be his birthday anymore. But the point is, happy birthday, Daniel Barton, a.k.a. Heartbeat Hero, the coolest guy in town. And I'm debating whether to read this birthday because my plan is to put out next week's episode on time, which means in three days from now. (laughs) I like to give myself heart attacks. Well, here's the deal. You know, uh, for 2020, my schedule was all over the place, and I was putting out an episode every, like, eight to nine days. But this year, I've really been good about sticking to the schedule of releasing episodes on Tuesday. And so even if I release an episode late, my goal is still to release next week's episode on Tuesday. So it just means in this case, you know, you guys are going to get two episodes like uh, four days apart. So or three days or whatever the hell this is. Don't make me do math. And also, I'd like to say happy birthday to John Masari. I don't actually know when your birthday is, but I was scrolling through Instagram and everyone was wishing you a happy birthday towards the end of March. So I'm assuming it was towards the end of March sometime. But uh, John Masari is, of course, a cool patient. And the uh, the guy who scored uh, Killer Clowns. You know, I've never really gone through your IMDb. I suppose I should find <laughs> I find out what what other things you've done. It's just that the Killer Clowns movie means uh, so much to me that that's all I uh, focus on. But anyway, happy birthday, John Masari. I hope it was a good one, uh, and uh, I hope you're you're doing good. I just got an email from you. What does it say? Uh, he sent me a link to a science video that has a rocket ship that looks kind of like my rocket ship. All right. And this video has 5 million views. Man, I would love 5 million views. And speaking of birthdays, uh, Eurobeat Intensifies has written me a letter just to say, because I think his birthday was a few weeks ago. He says, hey, man, thanks for the birthday shout out. I spent my birthday camping with my totally real friends, and it was awesome. By the way, I'm located in the Austin, Texas area for future reference. I appreciate you, man. Well, look, I appreciate you, too, Eurobeat Intensifies, and I'm glad you had a good birthday and uh, yeah so we're gonna go chat with D-Noise I should say although I think I do mention it in the interview uh, D-Noise is Russian and English is not his first language and so we were using a lot of Google Translate which is why this conversation is a little shorter than uh, than most because even though we recorded for like an hour a lot of it was us going to Google Translate and stuff of course I've edited all that shit out but I mean just, just so you know if you're wondering anyways let's go chat with D-Noise 
All right. Well, I am here right now with D Noise. How's it going, man? Hi. Hi. I'm fine. I'm glad to listen to you, Andy. So. I should tell the audience, English is not your first language, and so I guess we'll be using Google Translate and things like that to sort of uh, help us communicate. Okay, I need to say something. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be fun. So tell everyone who you are. Who are you? My name is uh, Nikolai. You call me Nick. I am Dinois, uh, and I am make some music <laughs> <laughs> all right well look it's nice to chat with you nick so why do you uh call yourself d noise because my surname denise okay so that's how you pronounce your last name then denise like that yes perfect well man listen i've uh, i've enjoyed your music for a long time you make cool tunes and uh we'll listen to some today but first off uh like when did you start making synthwave stuff synthwave stuff i'm I started in uh, 2015. Uh, my friend uh, Finley got me uh, with the idea to write music and uh, trying out synthwave. So my friend uh, introduced me to the synthwave scene. Uh, he was familiar uh, with uh, this style. Therefore, uh, he introduced me to synthwave, but uh, sending me the tracks which I need to listen to, and uh, he sends me them still. Uh, I got uh, involved and uh, decided to try myself in this style. Okay, so your friend got you into synthwave, but were you making music like before 2015 and like other genres? I'm uh, working styles like uh, drum and bass, uh, minimal techno, uh, deep house, uh, many styles. What I make uh, earlier, you can find in the streaming platform like uh, Apple Music, uh, Spotify. Alrighty. Well, okay, so I haven't talked to too many Russian producers, but I know there's quite a bit of synthwave artists from there. And so I'm just wondering, like, are there examples of musical inspirations like from Russia? Oddly enough, uh, in Russia, people mostly listen to same uh, musicians as abroad. If we're talking about Russia performance, when I can uh, mention like Tesla Boy, very cool music and production, but at the moment, uh, like Midnight, they have a left in faith and favor of go pop music. <laughs> I would also recommend to listen to the soundtrack to Mystery of the Third Planet, that's Russian cartoon. Uh, if we're talking about original mus uh, musicians like me, Cybalot is a very unusual sound. Yeah, I think Marco played a Cybalord track on the show before. I remember it uh, being cool. What, what is that Russian cartoon movie you mentioned? Mystery of the Third Planet? Is that what you said? Yes, it's a Russian cartoon with uh, great music. Nice. Yeah, I'll go do some research. I always enjoy seeing animation from other countries. You know, it's neat to see, like, the different art styles from other parts of the world, especially when it comes to, like, uh, art direction and ship designs and stuff. Uh, it's always cool. But look, hey, listen, I want to listen to some D-Noise, man. Okay. So, this is one of my favorite tracks of yours. It's called Midnight Call. Yes. That's, uh, my track. <laughs> <laughs>
And that was Midnight Call by D-Noise. And I am here right now with D-Noise, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Nikolai from Russia. Now, look, I don't know any Russian. I need to to learn some. I need some learn English. We can uh, learn together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's try some, man. I'm going to go to uh, Google Translate here. Like, so if I say, hello... My name is Andy. It says Privet Menyezovut Andy. Yes, that's right. Excellent. Excellent Russian. <laughs> <laughs> How many characters are in the Russian language? 33. What? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because we only have 26. No, 33. Well, that's exciting. You have like uh, seven more characters. Anyway, look. Let- <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm intrigued by dumb things. All right, so you're, are you a, an, like an analog guy or an in the box guy? Right? How do you make your music? I make music uh, on PC. Mm, I'm use on PC. I make music on Mac. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, a Mac is a personal computer, right? I've never actually thought about this. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I've- <laughs> I don't buy synthesizers. I don't need this gear. What I need to produce, it's uh, my old uh, Mac Mini uh, audio card. is a Mac Onyx producer, 2.2. Novation Launch Key, uh, 25. And uh, AKG, uh, 1 to 1. Headphones, AKG, <laughs> 1 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said it in Russian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand what you're saying. It's it's not very often someone just runs down a list of their gear all the way to the headphone model they use. <laughs> so what about uh, what about the actual process though? Like when you're working on a song, where do you begin? Usually, I just sit in chair <laughs> and start playing different melodies. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the chair is key. Yes. <laughs> First things I'm, I think uh, I do is create a drum section, and further I start playing different melodies. So is it a different process for you when you're making like the house and drum and bass stuff? No, all my tracks uh, I will make a drum section, and then I make bass melodies effects. And never mind uh, what uh, style I make. So for you, it's the same. It's like when you sit down to like make the track, even if it's different sort of genre, you have sort of the same kind of uh, procedure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I wanna I wanna skip ahead here to an album you put out recently called Electric Coffee. Yes, I released this album in October. Yeah, that's the one. So I had a question uh, on Bandcamp. I was reading the album description. Oh. Oh, my. So I'm going to read it to you, and you can answer my question. Okay. So it says, The time for leather bastards is over. All machine oil at my expense. Now robots are the only masters of this planet, and no bag of bones can be ordered to them. Those fortunate enough to survive became slaves to their former slaves. The ruins of cities destroyed in the war between humans and robots became the site of a new era of the augmented resistance. Now, here is my question. What is a leather bastard? Um, It's on the band camp. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, translate a description from Russian to English. (laughs) Well, I know I read you the whole paragraph, but my main concern is uh, what a leather bastard is. That's uh, robots called humans. It's just a bunch of words. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how <laughs> translate it on English. <laughs> That's the best thing to say, though. It's it's just a bunch of words. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of words. <laughs> well, look, uh, how about we listen to a bunch of music, all right? Uh, this one is from Electric Coffee. Uh, it's a short but uh, awesome track. I think I've played it on the show before, but it's really cool. Uh, this is Arcade Machine by D-Noise. <laughs>
right, and that was Arcade Machine by D-Noise. And I am here right now with D-Noise Nick from Russia. How's it going, man? <laughs> Hi. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> you, you fucking leather bastard. <laughs> <laughs> So I noticed uh, your last few releases all had this robot theme and all featured this similar sort of cartoon robot aesthetic for the cover art that looks like it was done by the same artist. Like, who does the cover art for you? This man is uh, Yar Yarki, my great friend. He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Yar Yarki. I'm, um, I'm leaving links to his Instagram in the bedcamp. We come up with idea together. Uh, he uh, embodies it in a drowning. Right. Is that his real name, Yar Yarki? No, it's nickname. Okay. <laughs> well, that's cool. So you're, you're buddies with this guy? Yes. Yeah, because I noticed um, there was a bunch of releases where it had this sort of artwork, like uh, Electric Coffee and Santa Killer and Hell to Win and Stop Bleeding Robots, and there was a bunch of other ones that had this similar style, but it's, it's fun. That's one story <laughs> about robots. <laughs> oh, so this is like a continuing sort of storyline? Uh, I think uh, we stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> final uh, release. Uh, final uh, release with uh, with uh, robots is uh, Santa Killer, and then I think uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, is uh, music your full time gig, or is it just a hobby? Music uh, just my hobby, but uh, I make music for uh, video games. Uh, video clips uh, for commercials use but uh, just hobby so what what do you do when you're not uh, making music i don't know to explain i'm um, i'm analyzing the effectiveness of advertising right analyzing the effectiveness of advertising do you mean like internet advertising yes internet and out no matter people want to understand how many customers and uh, investment bring them. Okay, that's cool. Wait, okay, sorry, this is a complete tangent. How do you say Russia in Russian? Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so two I's is E. I just I just typed in Kakaya Pogoda V Rossi. Kakaya Pogoda V Is that, what does that mean? This question or... Uh, yeah. Kakaya Pogoda V Rossi. What's the weather in Russia? Nice. That's what I typed in. I wanted to see if I was saying it correctly. Какая погода в России? В. You say в. В. Какая погода в России? That's right. Well, what's the weather like in Russia? <laughs> Snow. Yeah, <okay. laughs> I'm just having fun with the Google Translate here. Look, how about we listen to another song? Let's go. I want to listen to Stellar Jupiter. This is a cool track, and uh, it's off uh, it's off the Electric Coffee album. This is uh, Stellar Jupiter by D Noise.
right, and that was D-Noise with the track Stellar Jupiter, and I'm here right now with D-Noise Nikolai. <laughs> yeah, so when you're not analyzing advertising data or uh, making music, what else do you do? Do you play games, watch movies? What do you do for fun? Play games, watch music, play mobile games. What are you? Uh, what are you playing at the moment? In this moment, I play in uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and um, in mobile, I played what name this game? <laughs> the Pathless. Wait, do I know that game? The Pathless. Pathless. I don't know what that game is. For mobile game, that great, great game, interesting. Uh, that knows Cyberpunk. <laughs> Maybe that game was better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, here, I'm just looking up the game now here. The Pathless open-world shooting adventure game. Well, that looks kind of cool. How long have you been playing Cyberpunk? In this time, I played about uh, eight hours. I was uh, looking forward to the game just like uh, all other people. My Mac is very weak, and uh, I had to use the browsers. I use uh, GeForce now. Oh, okay, so you're using like a cloud gaming Stadia type thing? Yes, but I use uh, GeForce now. GeForce now? Yes, uh, because study in my country is uh, very slow work. Yeah, so it's a similar service, except it's NVIDIA? Yes. Right, so then that means that the version you're playing is technically the better version, right? Like, it's going to be better on that than it is playing it on an Xbox or a PlayStation. In uh, Cloud Service, the game playing in uh, 1080p uh, with uh, RTX, uh, no glitches in uh, in service. In your, is your experience better? I think, uh, yes. About game, as for me, the game turned out to be some kind uh, of a one-time, one-timer. Yeah, wait, like you, you didn't get hooked to it? I think, yes. Fair enough. I've said this a million times on the show, but since I play on console, I'm just going to wait and play it in like a year from now, once it's been like thoroughly patched. Okay. <laughs> in cloud service, I have not met any big glitches. Maybe small, but no problem. No problem with game. Yeah, I've heard that. JP from Lamatos was playing it on Stadia, and he kept telling me to sign up, but I, I just refused to sign up to any more websites. Like, I just have too many uh, subscriptions. But uh, anyway, what, what are you working on now? I'm working now... Um, you mean about my new music, what I make in this time? On January 18th, my new bishop comes out. Bishop. What is Bishop? <laughs> My no <laughs> Google. <laughs> Was that the Russian word for EP? <laughs> I'm off to Google here. Hold on. Giant <laughs> uh, Antin. Uh, my new IP comes out. All right, this episode is probably going to air at the start of April, which means uh, the album is out now. So why don't you uh, <laughs> why don't you pick a track uh, off the album to listen to? Okay, let's let's do it. Tokyo Tokyo Elf. Tokyo Elf. Tokyo Elf. Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I love these things. They're awesome. It's another leather bastard. All right, cool. Well, let's listen to it. This is Tokyo Elf by uh, D-Noise.
All right, and that was Tokyo Elf by D Noise, and uh, and I'm here right now with D Noise. What is a Tokyo Elf? I don't know. At first, uh, I wanted to name the track Tokyo Girl, but uh, when the cover was ready, I could not determine the gender. <laughs> <laughs> so when the artist came back with the picture of the Tokyo Girl, uh, she was now an androgynous elf. <laughs> so wait, who's the artist? That's a uh, guy what make uh, arts with, uh, with robots. Oh, it's the same dude? Yes. And since uh, there is no gender in the English language on uh, World Elf, and the World Elf decided to call the Tokyo Elf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there isn't a word specifically for a female elf, is there? I don't know what they done. <laughs> so what's the deal with this track, anyway? That's the dark sound, like uh, cyberpunk, dark synthwave. I use... Uh, new plugins the sounds became better <laughs> <laughs> well that's good to hear what are uh, some of the new exciting plugins you're using technically i'm use many plugins but i have many plugins but use one two them no more basically i'm use uh yuhi yuhi ace basically just a great just a great plugin for bus lines maybe leads all right, so everyone out there, if you want to make cool bass lines like D-Noise, go check out U-He-A's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, we can probably wind down. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to uh, talk about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, no one ever knows how to answer that question. Uh, but uh, what are your uh, plans for the future? Still alive. In 2021. In 2021. <laughs> <laughs> well, I endorse your plan to stay alive. Because uh, virus everywhere. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what <laughs> what to say about future. <laughs> but you, you can work from home, right? Like you can do your job from home? Yes. Yes. I stay home and work. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, look, man, it was uh, it was nice to chat with you. Me too. You uh, you make cool music. Okay. Uh, I like your tunes. I like your shows. <laughs> they must be really crazy to listen to. I feel like I I talk so fast. I can't imagine. It must be hard to understand what the hell I'm saying. That's hard, but um, I'm trying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, keep on making cool music, man, and, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll play it on the show. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play it. <laughs> I guess it's nighttime over there, right? You yes. have a lovely Russian night. This time, uh, 1 a.m. Oh, well, then you should go to bed. You got to get your sleep. Maybe. <laughs> 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 Maybe I make music. Maybe I see videos. I don't know, but not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been told by the green light coffee people that sleep is for the weak, but uh, I say it's important, and you should go get some and keep making cool music. Thank you, Eddie. It was fun to talk to you. Yeah, you too, buddy.
All right, and that was my conversation with D Noise. That was a good one, and uh, we had some fun, and I hope you have some fun too. And I should say, I did check out some uh, clips of that Mystery of the Third Planet movie he was talking about, <laughs> and it is actually pretty cool. I, I do really enjoy watching animations from other countries. I think it's neat, especially when you just see like just the different styles and the sort of they all come with their own brand of just weirdness. Um, and that's all I have to say. So keep on being cool. And uh, I hope you have a lovely weekend. I guess it's Easter weekend, so go hide an egg. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, listen, uh, keep on being cool, and I will talk to you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Thanks for listening. Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.